is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. So I've noticed that the more I have healed, The more I have forgiven myself and others, the more I have made peace with people and events and circumstances from my past, the more I've accepted myself, the more I've become more of me, the more confident I've become. I've also noticed that I've gotten better. I still have a ways to go about not needing people to cheer for me, not needing people to support me the way I think I should be cheered for and supported. I don't know about you, but many times I've made the assumption that people were not really there for me, right? And it's because they weren't loving me the way I wanted to be loved. And they weren't showing up for me the way I needed and wanted them to show up. But of course, I never really had that conversation with them. So they didn't know what I really wanted and needed. I just expected it, even from people who weren't like my closest family members. You know, have you ever had a situation where someone you know, maybe not even well at all, but or a good friend is going through something. You heard about it from someone else, like you saw it on Facebook, and you don't reach out. You don't reach out because maybe you don't know what to say, or you don't reach out because it's triggering something in you and you realize that, or you don't reach out because you're not sure if you're supposed to know, or you don't reach out because you have so much going on in your own life and you're feeling up to your eyeballs with the overwhelm, and you just say a prayer and you send that person love, if you've ever been in that situation, just know that the other person could choose at some point to say, I cannot believe I didn't hear from Jill. And I had that happen one time. I did not know that someone's father passed away. Apparently it was on Facebook, but you know how Facebook is. I mean, I didn't didn't get a notification. I didn't see it. She didn't text me. She didn't email me. She didn't call me. We don't have friends in common, so I don't know her circle, and she lived thousands of miles away at this point. And I reached out about something like, hey, I heard about your business, whatever. And she's like, I cannot believe I didn't hear from you when my dad died. And I felt awful, but I didn't even know that he died. So there are going to be many situations where you just can't win, right? And it's up to us, and I'm talking to myself because I'm not good about this, to extend grace no matter what, and to look at the other person and say, look, I'm sure there's a good reason and I cannot add meaning to this and I cannot make this mean something else. And then there are also times when we're not willing to see who isn't there for us and who isn't cheering for us because we so badly want them to be our people. 
And it's not easy to tell the difference, but there is a difference, right? So you have people who truly do love you and care about you, and they just didn't cheer or they just didn't reach out because of reasons that are real for them. But really, if you asked them and looked them in the eye, they'd be like, uh, yeah, I love you. I gotcha. I'm cheering for you. There are other people who you want to be doing that and saying that. They don't give a rip. They either don't like you and they haven't told you. They're just not loyal. They're insecure. They're judging you. They're envious of you, whatever. But they're not who you think they are or who you're trying to make them out to be. And so you are seeking them out and continuing to get hurt when really you have all these other wonderful people who would love to have your attention. I don't know if you've done that, but I've spent years doing this, chasing the wrong people. And I thought about this because I have a friend, I would say she's more of an acquaintance. I really don't know her very well, but I really like her. Like I click with her and I think just thinks she's just great. And she was sharing on social media the other day that when she made the decision to change her career, people who she thought were her friends didn't just not support her and they didn't just not cheer her on in her new endeavor. They stopped speaking to her. They blocked her on Facebook. They turned the other way. And it's been very hurtful and it's really, really been heavy on her heart. So she's really in that place where you've seen on the bumper stickers and on the t-shirts, you know, you, you find out who your friends are when. So I want to go there. I want to talk about being able to discern, being able to look around and decide and know when you're not looking through your head trash and a story of scarcity and I'm not enough, who are your people? Who are your people? I mean, one of my people does not show up the way I want her to show up. She just doesn't. She doesn't support me the way I'd like her to. She doesn't reach out to me as often as I'd like her to. She doesn't respond very quickly at all when I reach out to her. And I've had that conversation with her. And I've said, what do you want me to know? And she's like, I can't. I can't do it. Like, it's just not in me. I have never been that person. I'm not good at that. And this is who I am. And I had to make a decision. Do I want to keep her as a friend or do I not? And I said, yes. But at least I know. I know what I get. Like, what I see is what I get. She will never show up the way I would like her to. But there's so much peace now in knowing that that's who she is. And I'm not trying to make her into something she's not. And I'm not in love with her potential. I love her just as she is. Now, could she do those things? You and I both know she could. When she says she can't, she feels like she can't. But was I willing to throw the friendship away because she's not willing to support me in the ways I would like her to or be the friend I want? It'd be okay if I said no. It'd be okay if I said bye. But I wasn't willing to give up that friendship. So I see it for what it is. And I'm probably that way for other people without even knowing it because you know how we are as women. We don't tell each other how we feel. We sweep everything under the rug and then we talk to each other, you know, behind the backs of the people we really should be having the conversations with. I mean, most of us as grown-ass women are still doing this. And I love clear communication. It's, It's very important to me. So I actually went to dinner the other night with this friend. And I said, hey, I really want to just talk face-to-face about this. You know, this is how I'm feeling in our relationship, and I have felt this way for a while. How do you feel in our relationship? I really want to hear that. And I had to be willing to hear it. Is there anything I've done to cause you to show up this way? Can I do anything differently? And that's when we had this conversation that I just talked about. There are other friendships that I have ended. There was someone who I thought was my friend, and I heard from numerous people that she was talking badly about me. And I ignored it the first few times, but after 
like six or seven people (laughs) told me this over the course of three years. I finally said, you know what? I'm just not willing to be in relationship with you. I know you say you don't do this, but this is like the sixth or seventh person who's told me. And I feel like maybe I'm going to let you off the hook here. Maybe you you don't know how to tell me that you feel this way about me, but I'm just going to make life easier for you and cut ties. I had a friend do that to me. Truly, at the time, broke my heart. It's mended now, but really broke my heart. I mean, she ignored my messages for quite some time to the point where I thought something was wrong. I was reaching out to her husband. I was reaching out to her sister. I was so worried because we used to talk multiple times a week. And I didn't, I thought she got a new phone. She had blocked me on her phone, literally blocked me. Like, like a, you know, something we do in, well, I started to say we did that in grade school. No one my age had a cell phone, even when they were first married. So, but it's just the behavior just shocked me because I just didn't even think it would happen. I didn't understand. And so, she reached out to me and said, hey, can you talk? I'm like, oh my God, where have you been? It's like four weeks. This is so, what the hell? And she called me up and said, I just want to let you know that. And I said, hold on, why weren't you responding? And she said, well, I just needed to take a break. And I said, so how do, I don't, what do you mean? And she wouldn't say it. And I said, wait a minute, did you block me? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Like, hold on a minute. Did I do something? I don't know. I, and, and what it ended up being, and this isn't me trying to get out of anything. I mean, what, what it ended up being, and I ended up talking about it actually with our family psychologist because I was traumatized from this experience where she didn't tell me how she felt at all and then just unloaded in one conversation after blocking me. And she let me know because we worked together. She was on my team in network marketing and she didn't like that I held her accountable. She didn't like that when she made promises and she didn't follow through with those promises that I would ask her about that. You know, I was a mirror for her and she did not like it. She liked surrounding herself with people who wouldn't tell her how they felt. She liked surrounding herself with people who would allow her to behave however she wanted and never say anything. And it was an interesting relationship because it was very much where I was giving, 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 and she was taking, taking, taking. But guess what? That's my fault, not hers, because I'm the one who set it up that way. I wasn't taking the cues. I wasn't willing to see her for who she really was, who's not a bad person at all, by the way. She's a wonderful person. But I wasn't willing to see her as a person who's unwilling to compromise and be generous and look at herself. And that's not for me to judge. But I was trying to make her into something she wasn't. So that's why I was so shocked when she blocked me and she was so upset because I had blinders on. I couldn't see it. And... When you think you're in clear communication with someone and then you find out that you're not and you're having a conversation with them and you think that everything's on the up and up, but you don't realize that they're actually going into their trauma response that they had as a child, which is we just sweep everything under the rug and we don't talk about anything uncomfortable. If you're not aware of that, it can be a very unhealthy relationship that could go on for years. So I'm actually grateful that she ended the relationship because it wasn't a relationship. And she even admitted that. I thought it was friendship. And she even admitted that it wasn't. Imagine how that felt to hear that it wasn't really a friendship. It was a working relationship. And I was never going to really be her friend because she didn't like that I asked her to be her word. You and I are going to have people who we think are our friends and they're really not. We're going to have people who we think are not really our people, but they are. They're just not showing up the way we want them to show up. And what does it look like when you have people in your life who are in your circle, like they're, you think they're your people, 
they may not be your most inner circle, but they're in your sphere of, okay, these are my peeps. What does it look like when you might want to reevaluate those relationships? So let's just focus today on support because we could go down so many roads here, couldn't we? We could go down the road of boundaries and communication and gosh, so much. But let's just focus on support because I'm thinking of my friend Penny who had people who didn't not only didn't support her, but they did the opposite when she just decided to change jobs. They felt so threatened and hurt by that because they used to work together. I have had in my own life people when I decided to go to nursing school with a three-month-old baby. I had friends who were supportive, whatever that looked like. They encouraged me. They were happy for me, even if they weren't like sending me messages. I had people question me, but it didn't bother me because it came from a place of love. Like, how are you going to do that? Isn't that going to be really hard? What are you going to do about daycare, et cetera, et cetera. When I went through my divorce, that was a big aha for me. That's when I really saw some people And I don't like to say for who they are. I don't like that saying, actually. I know I said it earlier, but we say that a lot. We, me included. But are you really seeing them for who they are or are you just seeing their wounds? Are you just seeing their trauma come out, their stories, their fear, their insecurities, their not enoughness? That's not really who they are. That's who they're choosing to show up as, subconsciously, by the way. So when I went through my divorce, I had people who loved me through that, whether they understood or not, and I had people who judged the hell out of me to my face and behind my back. So many people. When I fell in love with my now husband, TK, same thing. There were people who didn't understand. They could not believe, couldn't believe that I had the audacity to date someone who wasn't divorced yet. And some of you hearing that right now are going to go, oh, she did what? Okay, well, there's a whole story I could tell you that for me makes perfect sense. But there were people who couldn't be supportive of, of me because they didn't like the way it looked or they thought it was too soon after my divorce or they just were triggered for whatever reason. And then others were just so supportive no matter what. There were people, I still remember my now husband's ex wife's friend reaching out and saying, hey, I want you two to come to dinner with us. I just want you to know that we're happy for you. We're TK's friend as well. And we want to welcome you in our circle and and say hi. And they took us to dinner. And it was such a great experience. When I launched this podcast, well, actually, let me go back. Back when I was in network marketing, I branched off into coaching and just, you know, threw together programs. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was just sharing with everybody what I was loving and learning about personal development And one of my favorite authors in the world, Jen Sincero, tagged me on Instagram for something. And I reached out to my five top leaders in my network marketing business who also I thought were my friends and just said, hey, could you guys do me a favor? Could you comment under there? Because, you know, the more comments it gets, I can't remember what the effect was going to be, but it was something I basically I wanted support on. And some just ignored me. A couple others were like, absolutely, of course. And one in particular who didn't answer, I reached back out again and said, hey, don't mean to be a nag. 
Um, wondering if you guys could do this by tomorrow. It's going to be so helpful. And these are people I had poured into, poured into, and poured into, and poured into, and supported, and coached, and mentored. And I drove hours and hours and hours to their homes to help them with events. I mean, I did so much to support and help them in their business. And this one person said to me, no, I won't be doing that. It's not something I'm interested in doing because I really don't find your blog to be that helpful. Now, on one hand, good for her because it was out of integrity for her. She didn't want to endorse me and my coaching slash blog if she didn't like it. But truly what was behind that was I don't want to see you shine even more than you're already shining. It makes me uncomfortable and I don't like being told what to do, by the way. I will do it when I want and the rules don't apply to me and you can't make me. That was an example of me feeling that I deserved support and just getting a slap instead. And I had a decision to make. Was I going to make that about her or was I going to make that about me? So I cried in my Cheerios and it definitely hurt my feelings. And I went down this road of, what do I need to do to get her to be nice to me? What do I need to do to get her to like me? This person who's 10 years younger than me, who I barely know, who I'm already bending over backwards helping. And at one point I decided, um, I don't think I want to do that anymore. (laughs) When I launched this podcast, so many people were supportive. I have one friend who I've been really, really good friends with for 14 years, really good friends, close, close friends. And months into the podcast, we were texting about something and I said, hey, I never asked you, like, what do you think of the podcast? Have you given it a listen? I mean, if you don't like podcasts, don't worry about it. But she's like, no, I haven't. I honestly don't listen to podcasts. And I said, oh, no problem. Would you do me the biggest favor? Since you have a whole different audience on social media, would you just endorse me as your friend and just let everybody know that I have a podcast? And her answer was, and I quote, well, I suppose if you could show me an episode that relates to my story, I might. Ouch. (laughs) That was hard. Again, I had the choice to make. Was I going to then no longer be friends with her because she couldn't see through her own triggers? She wasn't able to see that it was just about supporting me. It's not about her. It didn't matter if my episodes relate to her life. It's it's irrelevant. If my friend opens up a shop and they sell widgets and I don't like widgets, I'm going to buy myself a freaking widget. I'm going to go buy a widget. And I'm going to tell my other friends that my friend sells widgets and she has a great store because I like being that kind of friend. But here's the big but. Don't do what I did for years judge everybody who doesn't do that because that makes you know better anyway. But it's the same behavior with a different mask. And another dear friend, close friend, in fact, the one I talked about earlier that I went to dinner with, still hasn't listened to one episode and said it's because she doesn't have time. Well, okay. (laughs) We both know that one of my closest friends on earth has time to listen to a 30-minute episode. But even if she doesn't want to, she can still support me and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what you're doing, even if I'm not really into it. And I have a couple of family members that I have been so supportive of their businesses. Like, I mean, I have sent referrals. I have sent clients. I mean, like for years and nothing when it comes to this new business of mine. Business, I would say passion. The podcast isn't generating money, so it's not a business. Side note. If you're not making money, you have a hobby or a passion, not a business. But back when I was in network marketing, 
I had a group of women that I used to gather with once a month when our kids were little, and then we've just remained friends, and now we just go to like lunch for people's birthdays, and I adore them. They're wonderful women. And maybe excluding one of them, they have never supported my career. Like not even with a question like, how's it going? I would invite them anytime I had a doctor come speak. And I would say, look, I don't care if you ever buy anything. I would just love for you there. I want you to see what I do as I've supported them with their businesses, by the way. Never, not one time in 13 years did they ever show up or ask me how the event went or anything. And that was a place where I did decide to draw a line and say, you know what, I like them and I care about them and I'm just going to spend less time with them. It doesn't feel good that they don't care enough to even ask me about that part of my life and it's such an important part of my life. And I've made the ask and invited them so many times and they've said no while I'm buying their stuff and showing up with their things. And my answer to you, if you're saying, hold on a minute. First, you say you stayed friends with them. Then you said you didn't stay friends with them. This is where you have to just follow your gut. Not your fear, not your head, but your heart. And remember, the way you tune into your intuition, that's the communication system you and I have with spirituality, with love, divine, purity, truth, isness. The way we find that is to quiet our mind, tune in, and ask our heart, or ask your intuition, what should I do about this? And then just notice what you feel in your body. When you picture that friend, what do you feel? Do you feel like you're chasing? Do you feel like you're always asking for attention and not getting it, and you're giving and giving and giving and never receiving, does it feel forced? Do you feel like either you or they want to be let off the hook? Do you feel like there's genuine love there, but that you are just letting your insecurities filter how you see them? Are you making it about you and wanting them to behave the way you want them to behave? Are you wanting them to text you back in a certain amount of time because you say so? When you stop and you pause and you really ask yourself, ask God, ask yourself, ask your heart, ask your soul, ask your intuition, the answer is there. Your body knows the answer. You deep down know the answer. And you'll know the truth behind those relationships. If you're willing to go there, if not, your head's going to get in the way and your head is going to go into judgment about how wrong they are or how wrong you are, right? You'll shame yourself or you'll shame them. But your intuition will never do that. Your intuition doesn't come with judgment. There's no emotional charge with intuition. Listen to that again. There's no emotional charge when it comes to your guidance system. None. It just is. The emotional charge comes from our ego. I can't believe she did that. That doesn't feel good. I can't believe my own family doesn't ask me about my podcast. I can't believe they've never come to any of my events. You know, when I was going through to my divorce, these people didn't even check on me to see how my kids and I were doing. But my intuition, that divine guidance, that internal GPS says something very different. Now, sometimes that GPS tells me to ditch a friendship. And sometimes it says, you have too much to learn about yourself. Embrace them, give them grace, and keep them in your life. They need you and you need them. So I hope something in here 
clicked for you, resonated with you, challenged you, triggered you. That's always good when we get triggered. Or maybe it gave you an answer you were looking for. As always, thank you so much. I don't take lightly that you've spent time here and with me. There are so many other things you could be doing and so many amazing podcasts out there. I am so honored. I truly appreciate you. Those of you who I've never met from all over the world, I am humbled. I am so humbled. I sometimes wonder how this is even happening. How do we have people from all over the world tuning into this? But I'm saying thank you. And I am expecting more abundance and more miracles. And I'm open to receiving the abundance. And I'm grateful for every, every bit of it. And I hope you are too. So if you'd be willing to share this with others and tell your friends about it, send a link, screenshot, however you want to do it, sounds great. We would be so happy. And if you haven't left a review and a rating, will you do that for me? I want to know what you think of it, first of all. And I know that it's important for women looking at the podcast to hear from you and not me. They want to know what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. It does not matter what I think. It matters what you think of the podcast. If I think it's great and you don't, well, that's important, right? So let them know what you think of it. And I'll see you back here.